Coming your way from Malawi's here in the shops at Riverwoods in Provo, welcome to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the New Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, and BYU Basketball Facebook Live. Coach Rose, it's our third show of the season, but the first show in which we get to talk about a two-win week uh, for BYU was a great week last week. Yeah, I finally got it right. Third time's a charm, and we got both of these this week, and I, I think that, uh, you know, we're learning a lot about our team. I think our, our team's learning about each other, and... Uh, and uh, our game on Saturday was a, really a, a, a consistent effort for 40 minutes where um, everybody who played actually gave um, just, you know, a, a, an extreme effort with what, what, what we needed. It was the best team we played so far uh, in Colorado, and uh, we just needed a superb effort, and we needed to execute well and play well, and we did that. And, you know, interesting to, to watch the last eight, nine minutes of that game um, and how we actually finished that off and won it with uh, two sophomores and three freshmen on the floor. Uh, it, it lets you know that uh, there's a lot in this tank. It's just a matter of how we're going to get it out and when it's going to come and, and how consistent it's going to be. Colorado is a team starting four seniors, a lot of games of experience on that roster. And, again, you had a different approach, had to do it a different way relative to experience to get that done. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm happy for – just the guys who are new, especially the the guys who, you know, I mean, when you take Eric and uh, some of the guys who have played before, but just the new guys who haven't experienced that Marriott Center when it's like that. That's, uh, uh, it's, there's great energy in the building and it, it kind of, uh, it helps you and it, uh, uh, you know, we went through, we, we experienced everything in that game. We had great runs, we had times when it was really difficult for us to score and we def and we defended really well times when it was really hard to rebound but our guys fought through it uh we got big rebounds late in the game but but when you it, it's really hard to win games and i think sometimes people take that for granted but you get a team like uh, colorado who had just beat the number 12 team in the country in xavier and they're on a roll their confidence is high they've got their their their, their the post guy that didn't play in the game against Xavier is back, and so he's given them minutes behind their starting post guy, and there's a lot of things going on. But uh, in the end, when you when you're able to you know get that lead, and then and then finish the game off the way we did, making free throws down the stretch, that uh, that's a, a great experience, and and hopefully something that our guys can really uh, really build on. In the short term, it's a really meaningful game for that reason. You can build on it. Now, hopefully, in the long term and in the big picture, it becomes a really strong win for you as well. Yeah, and, and you know, when you, beat, when you beat those kind of teams, you, you never really know what kind of season they're going to have. But, uh, um, you know, for us, uh, historically, um, you know, those teams that uh, come in here and play us really well and we beat actually end up having pretty good seasons, and so hopefully that's the case. It was 79-71 over Colorado Saturday night at the Marriott Center. BYU goes up, goes down, comes back to get the win, and does so in fine fashion. And uh, it followed up the Weber State game midweek, in-state game at your place, and you kept that uh, real positive string over the Wildcats going, beating them by 11-77-66. And that was a real grind of a game. I mean, we had a hard time making perimeter shots in that game, but uh, our guys really, our post guys really played well, and our, and our guards, you know, uh, showed so much confidence in them and we just kept going to them and uh i, I think that uh you know those in-state games are always so difficult because you're scouted so well and they they know what you're trying to do and how you're trying to do it they take your timing away weaver did a really good job of of defending us especially uh on the perimeter but uh you know in the end our post guys were i think a little bit too much and and uh you know eric made some great play finishing plays the last five minutes of that game and especially for um, 
a team that had him kind of marked. I think they did a really good job on Nick. That every time Nick cut through the lane, he was getting kind of knocked. And then those are all the things that are supposed to be changing. You're supposed to have freedom of movement. You're supposed to be able to go where you want. Um, but uh, I thought that our we we didn't lose we didn't lose our composure and we we stayed with our game plan and we kept throwing that ball in there and Yoli and Katie and and uh, Jamal and and Eric really uh, kind of carried us to that win. Eric uh, was named this week the, the WCC Player of the Week for the second time in four weeks, and uh, and he did so uh, with an effort that maybe isn't maybe as as properly appreciated for what he had to deal with between the Wednesday game and the Saturday game. Yeah, and but but Eric, you know the one thing about Eric right now is that. Uh, his confidence is really high in in himself, but also the the, the players around them around him is the, their confidence is is really high with Eric, and so he's making really positive plays in the post. I'm telling you that we've had a lot of really good post guys here, and so some things that he does naturally, um, you know, that is, has been really hard for other guys. The, the the one thing is that teams are trying to double team him, and he's really quick to get that ball back out, and when when you do that. It makes it really hard uh, to get an advantage in a double team. And what they want to do is they, they want to get the ball out of his hands, okay, which is fine. But we have so much confidence in our other guys uh, that, you know, we can we can get that thing to an open guy, draw that double team, and then find the open guy. We should be pretty good in uh, in our ability to finish and make baskets. And so far that that's a real strength of Eric's in the post. How did you assess Eric's energy level at the start of the Colorado game on Saturday? Well, he looked different. I think, you know, there's a lot of people that – uh, you know, asked me after the game, well, you know, Eric looked, Eric, well, it was different. He, he, you know, it had a real case of the, whatever it is, the flu or food poisoning, or, but it, he had a, a difficult couple of days. And, but uh, one thing about, about playing, especially when you're, when, when, when you, you're not a full 100% strength, if you can get out there and, and run that thing, get up and down the floor, really get winded, then get a chance to sit down and get a blow and kind of get rehydrated, that you can get through those kind of nights. And sometimes your concentration is a lot better because you're feeling maybe not 100%, and so you're really, uh, you know, your focus level is a lot uh, sharper. And I think that, uh, you know, his numbers, you know, for the week deserved obviously to be the WCC Player of the Week. And we've got some really good players in this league, actually. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, for him to win it two times to this point, Tells two things. One is he's on a good path and he's he's, he's tracking well, but it, it really tells you that our guys uh, are gaining confidence in him and the personality of our team is starting to develop uh, of how we're going to play. Really good to see Eric grind it out, especially since he wasn't uh, totally well. And uh, we remember Kyle Collinsworth uh, dragging it out there against Creighton last year and finding a way to, to get through it, right? Yeah, and I think that's, uh, you know, that, that, that's uh, a real, you know, kind of a... a, a um, a uh, trait of, of the guys who come through here. They're, they're high-character guys, and they know when their team needs them, and, and they, they feel bad when they you know can't actually perform. But if they can, I've got so much confidence in the, the, that they're going to figure out a way to do it. And, uh, and it's not just Eric. We've had quite a few other guys that have been through some really tough stretches uh, and given us all we got. And, and hopefully that all settles into where uh, you know we get to January and February and we can get a real consistent – kind of a, a, a grind going together where all our guys are at full strength, full health, and we can uh, you know, reach our full potential as a team. 
One of those guys working really hard to get ready for every game is L.J. Rose. He'll be our player guest tonight coming up in a couple of segments. It'll be nice to visit uh, with L.J. this week for BYU. It's a one-game week, but they're certainly busy. It's finals week on campus, so exams during the week and then off to Chicago for the weekend. We'll get to the Illinois game uh, coming up in a bit as well. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network, live at Malawi's Pizza in Provo. Back after this. Welcome back to Malawi's for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, BYU Basketball Facebook Live. You can watch us, you can hear us, and fans for a fast, healthier, and family friendly dining experience. Come to Malawi's Pizza and enjoy any of our gourmet pizzas, pastas, salads, and dessert pizzas. We're located in Provo, where we host a show every week, also in Lehigh and Spanish Fork. All right, BYU basketball with the finals week and then Illinois on the weekend. First up, Coach Rose, uh, the, the finals week routine is pretty well established, I would guess, by now. It's, it, it's a game, a week without games till either <laughs> end of the uh, of finals. Yeah, it's been, it's been uh, pretty consistent, actually, for the, the last 20 years since I've been here that uh, – you know the midweek game uh, we we, uh, we don't play, and uh, I think one year we actually played on a Friday at home when and, and finals ended on Saturday. But uh, some some guys have to you know adjust some of these finals on the for travel on Friday. But for the most part, we can get it all in. We've always had the midweek uh, party with the the the, the, the cancer kids uh, here in town and uh, and, and their families, and we provide a. An enjoyable evening on, on Wednesday night. That's from six o'clock to eight o'clock at Newskin, um, and we're doing that again this year. We we got all the presents about all the toys purchased on Monday at at the Walmart there in Orm, and so uh, for the coaches, their wives, the staff, uh, there's a whole routine that we kind of go through, and then uh, the players also have got their uh, the things that they do. We, you know, th- it was interesting today to watch the guys working out. Tuesday is usually a workout day in groups, twos or threes. Sometimes post guys work together, uh, depending on times uh, they're available. But with the new annex and our ability to actually have the guys on the floor right there and in the weight room, uh, right adjacent to it, it was uh, it was pretty efficient use of a few hours today to get the guys in and out. And um, you know that 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 facility is going to be tremendous over all the years. I mean, you've been doing this for. I've been doing this for 19 years here, and this is the 20th year, and that's the first finals with that facility, and it, uh, it sure changed the uh, efficiency of the day, which uh, is kind of nice to see. As I was going to say, do you feel like you got more work done as Absolutely. a result? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And the guys in a lot, lot shorter amount of time, the guys could come in, get the lift, get out on the court, get their workout, get out, and get back to you know the, the task at hand this week, which is you know study for those finals and then you know uh, hopefully pass them with flying colors. Back to regular practice schedule tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll practice at 2.15, which is good. You know, we've had uh, years where our practices have to be at, at 6 in the morning or maybe 8 or 9 at night to try and f- negotiate everything through. But uh, this this group is so young, and so they're in such, the, you know, the, the, these core classes where these finals are, are um, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty set in a certain spot, and so uh, we're able to work through it. Okay, you referenced it tomorrow night. It's the uh, Max Gift Children's Cancer Foundation Christmas activity. This will be LJ's first go-around. Uh, you've done this for many, many, many years. And uh, the donations allow you to, to buy these presents and get them to families who have kids in the county uh, who are dealing with cancer, right? Yeah, and, and what our guys do at the party, which is just uh, tremendous over the years to be able to watch our guys interact with these families, is, um, you know, there's, there's crafts and there's games and there's Santa and there's food and... 
you know, but our guys man the, the stations of all the games, and so there's, you know, uh, you know free throws on on uh, you know little pop a shot things, and uh, and then there's fishing booths and uh, you know games that the the guys will play darts and kind of ring toss and all all kinds of different things. But to watch uh, our players for a few hours to actually kind of get down on their knees and and deal with these kids and. Uh, you know, the, the the majority of the kids are healthy and fine and everything's good because they're, 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 you don't only have the kids with cancer, but all their siblings come to, to the events. And so, uh, but then when there's quite a few uh, kids that are involved in treatment right now and uh, and uh, going through just unbelievably tough battles and uh, our guys are, uh, you know, able to actually kind of put themselves in a, a position of... Uh, maybe second or third for a while and, and try to help others. And I, I think that's a, a really good feeling for them. And uh, I think one of the, probably the most, besides that night and the, the feeling that's in the building, to watch your players go on and actually start foundations of their own to help other people, I, I think that's something that is uh, really gratifying to Cheryl and I to, to watch you know, players just catch that vision and feel that peace that comes from helping others and uh, then being able to go and, and, and do that on their own. And we've got quite a few foundations all over the, the county and mm -hmm. around the world, actually, that are helping people. Whether it's Jimmer or Travis Hansen or yeah. guys doing it in, in lesser-known ways, uh, there's a lot of service. There have been quite a few. Yeah. Hoffa, Chris Miles, there's been a lot of guys yeah, who Chris, have gone, come yeah. through and uh, actually established uh, you know, really working foundations to help people in different areas all around the world. Tomorrow night you guys may sing a little bit too, yeah? Yeah, we do sing, but... but <laughs> But I don't know if we really count it as singing, you know, but uh, we, we attempt to carry a tune and actually get a few uh, um, Christmas carols in there. And the best, the best part of that is to watch the kids laugh at the players as they sing because it doesn't sound like what they're used to, I don't think. One of those guys giving it a go tomorrow night will be L.J. Rose. As we head to break, uh, Coach, uh, maybe uh, you could uh, uh, give us a bit of an introduction the, the, what the, about what maybe L.J. has brought to, to your program and your team as we head to break here. Well, you know, the, uh, the, there's a lot of things that when you talk about new players that come in that can really impress you. But uh, I think the the most uh, impressive thing to me with LJ, besides all his basketball skill and his all his you know his experience, is the fact that uh, you know the players want him to be captain on this team in a really short period of time, which tells you how what kind of a person he is as far as caring for other guys. I mean. Um, he, he really uh, is a guy, I think, who has insight to personalities, insight to um, people's games and needs, and, and uh, is willing to you know, do whatever it takes to help them as well as continue to push himself and to get himself going and, and achieve the goals that he wants to. All right, we'll visit with L.J. Rose coming up next. And by the way, our first three weeks of the show have featured a BYU's three team captains as our player guests, Nick Emery, Kyle Davis, and now L.J. Rose. L.J. is coming up next. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Radio and BYU Basketball Facebook Live. Back to Malawi's here in Provo for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, BYU Basketball, Facebook Live. You can see us, you can hear us, you can come join us every Tuesday night, 7 to 8, here at Malawi's. The play by play cut coming into the segment is LJ Rose. And please welcome officially for the first time to the program, Mr. LJ Rose, BYU senior captain out of Houston, Texas. And uh, LJ, welcome officially to your, uh, to your Rose Show debut. 
It's all about the roses tonight, uh, Dave Rose <laughs> and LJ Rose, and it's really good to have you here. And uh, Thank you. When, did you, uh, when did you first think that uh, uh, a year at BYU would be something uh, in your future? Uh, you know, when I, when I decided that I was going to uh, explore my options after graduation. Uh, from Houston. From Houston. Uh, BYU is actually one of the first schools uh, I talked to. And at, the, at, at that time, I was like, you know, it, it would be pretty cool. But it wasn't until I came out here and I got to hang out with the guys, talk to the coaching staff, see everything, uh, that I really, you know, consider it. And, uh, you know, it just felt right. And uh, actually, you know, committed uh, on my visit uh, going to the airport. So that was something that uh, I thought was a great decision for me and for my family. And uh, it's been great. Why was, one of, uh, why was BYU kind of top of mind to begin with? I think first and foremost with Coach Rose, uh, you know, not only is he a good basketball coach, but he's a great person. Uh, that's someone you want to play for, especially for my last year. You know, you, you can't uh, take any chances. And uh, secondly, the, uh, you know, their, their playing style, the way they play. Uh, third, the guys on the team, all great guys. Uh, they welcomed me in on my visit like, like they've known me for 10 years. And uh, so that was something that was important to me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just felt like it was a great situation. Coach Rose, uh, because of your association with LJ's dad, Lyndon, uh, you knew about LJ for a long, long time, didn't you? Well, yeah, we had uh, his cousin here, uh, Arch. And when Arch was here, that's when Lyndon started telling me about LJ. And I actually, on the home visit uh, to Houston, um, Archie was with uh, Lyndon at the time. And uh, when I went into, LJ was just a kid. I mean, he, he was, you know, fifth, sixth grader. Yeah. But, uh, but we, we, you know, Lyndon kept telling me all the way through that he's, um, he's really developing. He's having, you know, a great AAU career, and he's ranked, you know, these kind of numbers. And I kept saying, well, just give me a call when you think he's ready to come to Houston. And uh, he ended up, he had to go to a couple places, but then he, he finally called him. When, when LJ says that we were one of the first to call when he was ready, that's because Lyndon had called me and said, hey, listen, it looks like this is going to happen. And when it happens, I want you to be one of the first guys in there. So we had a little bit of a, an inside uh, track on him. But, uh, you know, Lyndon and I have had a, a, you know, kind of a, an interesting relationship just over the 30 years since we played together. And um, I remember he was the starting guard when I was a junior and started in front of me and sprained his ankle and missed a couple, two or three games, and I started those games. And I've always, every time I see him, I thank him for spraining his ankle. So I got to actually start a couple of games at the University of Houston. But uh, um, the past couple of years, we've actually uh, crossed paths a, a lot more often than we had the last years. But uh, uh, the, the, the Final Four was at the University of Houston, and so we had a reunion, and then Guy Lewis our coach passed away and we saw each other at the funeral and then, and then we we're doing this 30 for 30 and I ran into him. And so uh, he kept, kind of was, was telling me that LJ was hurt, that he wasn't having kind of the experience that he had, had wanted or liked and, and was looking maybe to, to if, if he healed that he would move on and that's what happened. What did you both think of the uh, ESPN 30 for 30 documentary on Five Slamma Jamma? LJ, we'll start with you. Uh, LJ's dad, Lyndon, a big part of it, as was Dave. Uh, your thoughts on, on it? I thought it was a, a great piece. Uh, you know, for a while, my dad had been traveling and doing all this stuff. And at one point, me and my mom were like, when are you coming home? Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're trying to find this guy. You haven't talked to him in forever. But uh, I think, you know, it was uh, great and touching. Uh, you know, they got to find uh, Benny Anders, 
and uh, stuff like that. But I think overall, it was, a, it was a great piece. Did you pretty much know all you needed to know about Five Slam and Jam, or did you learn a couple things by just seeing that that way? Uh, I, I learned I learned some things. I didn't know much about Benny Anders. Uh, I knew about the 82 team, more than 83 team, but uh, it just showed a lot about, you know, the importance of a team. Uh, 30 years later, those guys are still, you know, looking for one of their teammates, and uh, that's uh, probably the best thing about college basketball. Coach Rose? You know, I, I thought it was... I thought it was a great piece. I, you know, there's parts of it that I would have changed if I was trying to do it myself. I think that, uh, you know, Coach Lewis had, it, it was such a, uh, I mean, he was so, such ahead of his time in what he was doing and how he was trying to, to get, you know, play the game. And in some ways, I think that was uh, depicted maybe a little bit uh, ways that I would kind of changed it. But uh, I love those 30 for 30s. I think that, you know, I can get on a plane three or four hour flight and we fly to Europe sometimes and when we go over on these long t trips you just load about 10 of those and it doesn't matter what they are mm -hmm. they're, they're just done so well and you learn so much and uh, for me you know I was involved in two of those teams I was on the 82 and the 83 team and then I graduated and I was coaching at Millard High uh, on the 83-84 team that actually went and so I learned a lot about that team uh, you know that I, I we went to Seattle. Cheryl and I drove up to Seattle for the Final Four um, with that you know, with the group, but uh, mm. I didn't go through the season with them. So yeah. all the conflict that went into that season, I learned a lot by watching that. Yeah. As we head to break, uh, Jackson Emery, former Cougar great, uh, asked us on uh, Twitter today about the nickname Boogie. You're on on Twitter. You're at Five Boogie, right? Right, right? I think Arch is he Ace Boogie? Was ace he? Boogie. That's right. Yeah. So give us uh, give us the background on the Boogie and the significance for you guys. To be honest, uh, there's not really a big story. Uh, <laughs> I think it was just something that you know he was called, and then my mom kind of followed it up, started calling me uh, El Boogie, and uh, it's something I just I just took and then ran with it. I, I kind of like it, but uh, there's no there's no. Uh, Important story, Jackson. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, at least we got it out there. And yeah. it is. Uh, it's at 5Boogie on uh, Twitter for LJ Rose. We'll come back after this. LJ is our guest. We're live at Malawi's. We're brought to you in part by Minky Couture as well. Designer luxury blankets, Minky Couture. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Welcome back to Malawi's Pizza here in the shops at Riverwoods for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Here is on KSL News Radio and the KSL app, the BYU Cougars app as well. See us on BYU Basketball's uh, Facebook page via Facebook Live. LJ Rose averaging about 6-6-6 six, six, and six, or 6-6-5 six, six, and five points, rebounds, and assists at around 29 minutes a game. He started all 10 games. And uh, LJ, we know that uh, you work really hard to get yourself ready game to game to get ready to play. Give us a bit of an insight, if you can, into uh, the physical trials of your latter tenure in Houston and how you try to manage that here at BYU. Uh, so my sophomore year, uh, I was able to play 29 games. Uh, I was pretty healthy. Uh, then that summer, I had an opportunity to play with the Bahamas national team. And uh, actually went to Virgin Islands first game. I broke my foot. Uh, when I broke my foot, I came back. Uh, this is Coach Sampson's first year at Houston. And, you know, it was a lot of expectations. And so I came back kind of too early. I pushed myself, had a setback in, uh, in which I actually kind of refractured my foot. Uh, so I rehabbed, came back uh, end of December. I uh, was playing really well. And then in February, I broke my foot again, the same, same exact foot. And so when that happened, it was kind of a... Uh, it's kind of a wake-up call for me. Uh, I didn't know whether if I wanted to play or not play. 
so I just got the surgery, uh, had a lot of rehab, took it slow, and it got closer to December during Christmas break. And, uh, you know, I was like, uh, let, me, let me see if I can still play. So I actually played two games, and uh, it didn't feel right. So I uh, asked Coach Sam if I could uh, sit out. And so I sat out that whole year and was able to finally just try and get healthy, well, as healthy as I could. I, as I could. And uh, that's pretty much uh, what I've been doing. And Coach Rose, 10 games, 10 starts, almost 30 minutes a game. Uh, he really puts it out there. Well, you know, and, and Lyndon, you know, his father was really honest with us and said that, that uh, you know, it was it was difficult and a difficult time. But but when you when you actually count up the months that had gone by, that it it should it should be fine. And 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 the biggest issue was LJ and how how he, what he wanted to do. I mean, you, there's a lot of a lot of uh, talk about a kid getting hurt and having surgery and then rehabbing. But unless you've done it, you don't realize how hard that really is to do. And, and a lot of it's physical, but a lot of it's mental. And to have that happen three different times, we didn't know where he was going to be and what he really wanted. But uh, he's obviously you know, turned a corner and found the spot that he wants to be at. He wants to play. He loves the competition. I think he loves being here and playing in front of people and, and having uh, people who really care about their team. And you know, Houston's a great program, and it's uh, uh, got tradition. And, but but well, the one thing that uh, – that we have on Houston is we've got about 13,000 more fans a night than they do. That show up. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, playing in, a, in an inner city pro town is hard, you know. But uh, for us, I think, LJ, I think that's a big part of, um, you know, this whole emotional process to get him to where he, he wants to be. But he loves to compete. He loves to play. He loves to, to facilitate uh, the game as a point guard, and that's what we really like about him. And LJ, the building on Saturday night in particular was pretty fired up, the Colorado game. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was probably the best uh, atmosphere I've played in uh, in a while. And so, uh, I mean, it was good that we could get that win. Uh, we needed that one. And, uh, you know, the guys competed and uh, had guys step up and you know, it was great for our team. Okay, before pop quiz time, uh, where this team has been through 10 games and where you think you're going to be once this thing is, uh, is, is all said and done? How have you kind of seen the progress of the team, the development of it, and what do you think is, is ahead for you guys? I think uh, for the most part, if we can just learn to play hard and compete, uh, we'll have a chance in every game. Uh, then when we're making shots, uh, I think then that takes us to a whole other level. And when we're defending and rebounding, it takes us to another level as well, and I just think that we've got to keep on progressing and uh, not allow any setbacks. And if we do have a setback, stay together and learn and regroup from it and uh, just know that it's only our, you know, our team and we've got to keep on getting better. Excited for Illinois Saturday? I am. Very in, excited. In Chicago at the, uh, the country's largest arena, the United Center. All right, uh, pop quiz time. Ten questions for you. And some of these have right and wrong answers. Some are just your opinion, and some are just uh, information from you. Here we go. Uh, on the official BYU, question one for LJ. On the official BYU basketball roster, who's the shortest player? Oh, Nick Emery. You got it, Nick Emery. Way to go at six foot two officially. Right. So Nick Emery, no hesitation, one for one. Uh, you're going out to eat, Italian or Mexican? Italian. Italian. Again, no right or wrong on that one. It has to be right. It's what he says. Uh, question three. What's the capital city of the Bahamas? Nassau. Nassau is correct. Why do we ask that question? <laughs> My whole family's on the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> question four. Davin Gwynn's jersey number is? Oh, 28. 
24. 24. So far, he's acing this thing. Uh, question five. Against which team did BYU open the regular season? Princeton. Princeton, five for five. Uh, which of your BYU teammates spends the most time on styling and grooming? Who needs to look the sharpest? Devin, Gwen, or Eli. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question seven. Uh, who's the BYU football team facing in the Poinsettia Bowl next Wednesday? Wyoming. Wyoming. He's acing this thing. Seven for seven so far. Question eight. Lyndon Rose, your dad. Jersey number at the University of Houston. Double zero. Double zero. Question nine. Why did you select number five as your jersey number? Here. It was one at Baylor, right? It was one at Baylor. I, I wasn't able to wear five. Okay, but Baylor. it would have been five. So why five? It's just a number I've, I've worn since I was in AAU, second grade. So okay. stuck with it. That's it, number five. Because of at five boogie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> couldn't, be, couldn't be that without it. All right. Exactly. To, to go 10 for 10, to be our first 10 for 10 of the season, against which team did you record your BYU season high in points so far this year? That's easy. Utah State. <laughs> Utah State with 18. <laughs> 10 goodness. for 10 for LJ thanks for coming on by. Thank you, Fred. Good to have you here at BYU. Good to visit with you tonight, and yeah. the best of luck against the Illini. Thank you. Appreciate All right, this it. is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose with LJ Rose here on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Back after this. Welcome back to Malawi's Pizza here in the shops at Riverwoods for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. We're brought to you in part by Smith's Market Fresh Groceries, fresh food for your family and fuel for your vehicle. Low prices, Market Fresh at Smith's. That play-by-play play cut coming out of the Colorado win 79-71 on Saturday. BYU now 7-3 and three through 10 games. And Coach Rose, in each of the last five seasons, you've been 7-3 and three after 10 games. Is that true? It is true. Wow. You know, some of them come quicker than others, and uh, this year it seemed like the the first 10 games, which is really a third of your season. You're, we have 30 games scheduled on our, on our on our, our schedule, and then we played in the postseason. But um, last year we were off to Hawaii to play three games. Um, you know, still around Christmas time. So uh, this year they, they you know, they, the, with eight games in the first three weeks, they, they've all come pretty quick. And uh, look forward to um, you know this week, this this game at. United Center is, is it's important for our group to just to see how we respond to another NBA arena across the country so you got to deal with travel you got to deal with time change and we need to play better in that first half than we played in the Staples Center we really do I mean it's just we it's got to be some progression here and and sometimes you know we're going to walk past the Michael Jordan stat, statue and that won't mean as much to the players as it means to me you know because Michael Jordan was in my time when I was really you know uh, watching NBA games we played against Michael in the uh, 1982 Final Four from the University of Houston in New Orleans but uh, you know it, it's uh, it's still going to be something where these guys are going to have to deal with all that history and all that tradition and actually go out there and play, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I was last in that building back when the Jazz were playing the Bulls in those back-to-back -back finals. I would travel when the Jazz advanced in the playoffs, and so I'd go wherever they went uh, back in the day at KSL. The building opened in 94, I think, and then the finals came soon thereafter, and I was struck at just how cavernous that building yeah. is, and it is by size, if not capacity, the largest arena uh, in the U.S. It'll be fun to get in there and see how the guys are respond, certainly. All right, this, uh, it's Q&A segment. We have two Q&A segments for Coach Rose. We have questions from here at Malawi's, questions from uh, Facebook Live. Let's kick it off with uh, intern Luke and the wireless mic. Uh, Luke Beeston's got the mic, and who do we have? Thanks, Greg. Uh, first question comes from Willis. He's from right down the street in Orem. Uh, this is for Coach Rose. What three teams during do you and the team enjoy playing most during a season? 
What three teams do you enjoy playing the most? Um, it's a good question. Enjoy might not be the proper adjective, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I love the games that, uh, you know, have, I think just like players, they have a lot of juice to them, a lot of hype. Um, usually it's at the end of the year if you've got a really good record and it doesn't really matter who you're playing, but, uh, um, you know, I, in our league, obviously, the, the Gonzaga games have become, you know, extremely uh, uh, competitive and and they've been all, all of them been on ESPN, you know, for their, it's a national TV audience. Uh, and I like playing Gonzaga because they, the style that they play, it's uh, it, it complements us pretty well. And, um, you know, I don't sometimes don't like the outcome of the game, but, uh, you know, if you, when you talk about enjoy, it's a game where we can run our stuff and do our thing and our guys compete really well in it. I like the in-state games. Um, I like playing uh, these, you know, teams around here that, that, that people really um, kind of identify with. Um, I think that uh, to pick the teams, I'm going to pick Weber because we've been really successful against them, and I'm going to say Utah State because we've had a nice little run against them too <laughs> the last few years. So those are, there's the three teams. There we go. Thanks for that. Appreciate that. Uh, one more, and then we'll go to Facebook Live for a question here. Luke? Yes, our next question comes from Sherma. She's also from Orem. Okay, how has the Marriott Annex helped your, t your program this year? You know, that, that is... Uh, you know, one of these days I want to kind of just do a program on that, the whole story about how that happened and what it is and what it's not and what it's for. And, but I, I can tell you this, you know, two nights ago, we're still trying to get to the point where we're actually going to move in. We'll move in before the next semester starts. And so it'll be a good transition. But I was in there the other night just, you know, checking on some things. And I got four guys down there firing the ball, you know, shooting shots. And that's something that was really hard for us to manage. Uh, to get, we've, we've been, we've been, to churches, we've been to individual business gyms, we've been to, business, to gyms in, in people's homes, in their basements that they have. And to have a place where these guys can go, uh, you know, at any time when they feel like it's time for them to go get up shots, that's a good thing. The second thing is to have it all in one spot. To have the weight room, the training room, the gym, uh, our offices, a lounge, study hall, all those things uh, will make it so convenient for our guys. And you think, well, why, why is it not convenient? Well, I'll tell you why it's not convenient. If you try to get in your car at 10 o'clock at BYU, you're stuck in there until about 6 o'clock. You know, there's nowhere to park it. And uh, you're trying to move from building to building, place to place, where, you know, these guys can come and, and uh, you know, once they're done with classes in the morning, and that's the place where they can, uh, you know, have their day until uh, basically until dinner, study hall, and then, and then they're off to, you know, their apartment to go home. So... Uh, those are some things. And, and then today, like, a, a, like last week when we had Christmas around the world, uh, you know, we would, we'd, we'd meet at, at the Marriott Center, and then we'd take off somewhere to get to a gym. We've been to Orm High. We've been, we, we walked up three flights of stairs, and we're in the gym, and we've got a wire weight room. And so it's, uh, it, it may seem like, you know, a bunch of spoiled guys that just got, you know, a, a great place to, to, uh, to do all their work, but it's, uh, it's something that is really needed and, uh, I look at it kind of like a, a, a science lab or, a, you know, this, this, these guys have come here to play, to, to be students and then to be athletes and to reach their full potential, they need some kind of lab to actually, uh, you know, progress. And that's what we got. Great. Good question. Excellent answer. And there's a lot that goes into it, as Coach said, and it's, uh, it, it's going to be huge uh, for this program, and it already is being just that. Uh, as we head to break, uh, just a comment that somebody made as we were talking to LJ from Facebook Live. The comment from Parker was pretty simple. 
uh, cool dude. Glad he's on our team. Yeah, absolutely. Glad he's on our team. I tell him that a lot because that's, uh, you know, he's had uh, an interesting go with it. And I I think this is going to be a great way for him to, you know, kick the send off his his college career. All right. More questions from the fans right after this. We're at Malawi's here in Provo for BYU basketball. Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio and BYU Basketball Facebook Live. You could hear it from the Marriott Center Saturday night. A lot of energy in the building. BYU big win on the weekend. Looking for one more this Saturday against Illinois at the United Center. Welcome back to Malawi's and BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Want to squeeze a couple of last questions in from our fans here at Malawi's for the coach. Intern Luke's got the wireless mic. Luke, take it away again. Thanks, Greg. I have here Skyler. He's from Denver. He's not a Nuggets fan. He's a Jazz fan and a BYU fan. So here's his question. Hey, Coach, how do you expect the team to change once Corbin Kafusi's back in the lineup for you? You know, I, I, don't, I don't think we'll change. I, I think that, uh, you know, we'll be pretty similar. I, what, what I'm really looking forward to is, uh, is another big guy uh, in, in, in his presence in there. I think, I think that it'll take Corbin a little while to get, you know, kind of back to uh, basketball shape. But, you know, the one thing that Corb does is he plays at a really, with a real high energy level and uh, – uh, he's he's really committed on both ends of the floor. He, he loves to run. We'll see how how good he can run after playing football for you know six or seven months. But uh, uh, I'm excited to get him back out there and to feel just the depth of our team. And uh, when you look at some of the big guys in our league uh, that are really having big seasons right now, like uh, uh, Shemek Karnowski and uh, and Jack, Jock Landale, you know, at the, at, at St. Mary's and and uh, Gonzaga that. Uh, a big body like that will really help Eric and Jamal and, and Katie and uh, Yoli to, uh, to just navigate the game. Okay, last question from the crowd here. Yes, this question comes from G. Germain. He's from Orem. Coach, uh, besides the score, what other metrics do you use to evaluate the defense? Well, I think that, uh, you know, defensively, it's, uh, you know, points per possession defensively are something that are, you know, you, you try to, uh, evaluate, but a lot of times you really you do everything right, you play everything right, and the offense is just good. I, I think that uh, defensively rebounds to me is probably the biggest thing that that, that stands out because uh, I think over the course of a game that uh, you know we get a lot of missed shots, but we, but to, to actually make that work for us, we have to finish it with a defensive rebound. I, I think that over the years our guards have been some of the best rebounding guards in the country and. Uh, with LJ, I think LJ's third on the team in defensive rebounds, just a couple behind Eric and Yoli. Um, those are the kind of guys that uh, – and, and, and uh, TJ the other night got some big defensive rebounds for us. So uh, that's probably the biggest metric uh, that I use. All right, thanks for the question. All the questions, fans, appreciate that. Uh, watching on Facebook Live is Adam Young. Wanted himself a shout-out, so consider yourself shouted out, Adam Young. Thanks for tuning in on Facebook Live. We'll come back, closing comments with the coach here on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. All right, closing seconds of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here. Illinois, four wins in a row coming into this Saturday's game against BYU there. Eight and three, year seven and three. Good matchup. It is a great matchup, and their guards are uh, really coming along well. I think that uh, John's team is is playing its best basketball right now. They've, they've uh, uh, they had a little guard get 31 the other night, and so we're, we're going to be uh, we're going to be tested. It's uh, 
It's a Big Ten game on a Big Ten network, and uh, we're excited to get out there and see how we can do. That Tracy Abrams is something with those 31. He was 7 for 8 from 3. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Thanks for being here in Malawi. He's on BYU Basketball. Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Talk to you next week.